नमस्ते yesterday there was a question on the four eights so i'll take that approach to the integral yoga because there is no one approach to integral yoga integral yoga is just like the sanatan dharma very vast very catholic infinite in fact so different people enter it through different points like you know the ganga and depending on where you stand by the past evolution you enter into that um, tirtha <laughs> or even midway and sometimes uh, you don't actually go to a proper ghat and enter sometimes the ganges floods and carries you into her as i said in my life it happened like that suddenly out of the blue cannot place after a good lunch suddenly taken by the head and taken to shurbindo through the book so in there is no one way of doing integral yoga any effort to reduce integral yoga to a fixed system of practice as we have seen in the previous session is actually doing a disservice and the mother has cautioned about it she said if you try to do it uh, with great clarity that this is the process to do integral yoga you are actually uh, going far away that that means we are actually moving away from the actual integral yoga so why is it so it is so because the divine is bound by nothing it's a yoga of the divine himself has he ever used one process for evolution of dust to man did he ever ask the mountains to sit cross legged and aspire but the mountains aspire they are symbol of aspiration towards the light it is because he is there in the mountains that the mountains aspirates because he is there in the river that the river flows to the sea it is because he is there in the plants that the plants seek the light it is because he is there in the animals that something in them loves life despite the dangers despite all the everything that life encounters and it is because he is there in human heart that we seek for something more than man so the central point is the divine in this yoga it is not technique method they flow they will come different people depending on our past background will enter into this yoga at different points so important because otherwise uh, and that's why it's so important not to start you know there are it's bound to happen over a period of time that there will be some people who will claim to be you know now that mother and shurbindo are not there so we are the next fellows in the line please be careful i mean there is nobody other than shurbindo and the mother they are still there and we'll just share about the views about that because the moment we do it each person has walked this path in his own way if you were to ask me for example that how have you undertaken the journey what is the method you adopted i would say no method so people will say still there may be something so i would say just opening to the grace somebody else he will say every day morning i used to sit for meditation for so many hours and this has helped me third person you ask they will say well for me yoga has been just working day and night for the mother and shurbindo you ask a fourth person he will say i am just doing nam japa you ask a fifth person he will say for me savitri is everything i have met a person uh, this person had never come to pondicherry and she lived in uh, brazil or one of the south american now i forgot in the country and she said she received everything through savitri and savitri itself came to her in a very strange way that she was 
again going in the market and she saw this book going through a depression and she picked up and then she started reading and it changed not only the depression flew away it changed her life and when i met her i was so overjoyed that how could it be and but that is how it is there are people i know for whom there is nothing else but savitri so this yoga there is no fixed method and fixed technique so when we still we have to speak about the yoga so we have to make some fundamental truths clear that's how shabindo uh, in the very beginning makes clear that this is a sadhana which flows in a free infinite way natural way organic way just exactly as the divine operates let's take another example so when we go to a doctor the doctor treats us and we are all right so we give our credit to the doctor and the doctor feels very bloated up not realizing that the medicine he used was somebody else did a research and he used it because of his memory which was a gift of nature so if you start tracing back everything you will realize that it is none else but the divine who used the doctor the instrumentation and of course if he is a good instrument wonderful and if he is not a good instrument it creates more complications this is the only thing so whole creation is an instrument of the divine and to one who is a seeker there is a disclosure of the divine in every little act and event every little act that's how the yoga proceeds so the first thing to remember in this yoga is the ultimate shastra of this yoga is written in the heart of every living creature shubhendra says that and there is a beautiful line in savitri one of my favorites when satyavan is described at one place he says a veda knower of the unwritten book what is this unwritten book veda is all over in creation pick up anything veda is what it is the ultimate knowledge pick up a stone and go into its depth you'll discover god that's how you know we have the pucha vigra pick up an animal go into its heart the most lowliest of creatures a snake and you will discover shiva around him he is wrapped go further into the heart of shiva and you will discover the mahashiva and beyond anything in the in this world carries within it a certain kind of the truth of the divine and for a seeker it begins to disclose itself through every experience of life this is the story of satyakam and jabali since shobindra restored the yoga back to its pristine purity so unlike now where you have courses on yoga this many dollars that many taught a technique none of those things divine doesn't ask a penny how is he carrying the whole evolution so we have such beautiful story where satyakam was given yoga by teaching him to take 100 cows who were lean and thin and come back after they have grown into 400 and they are good healthy cows satyakam goes and when he comes back he has the brahmagyana because why because satyakam is a seeker he went to his guru saying i want to have brahmagyana and the guru says take this these cows and come back so the one who has the aspiration in the heart will arrive aspiration is a sign that he will arrive the mother goes on to say the aspiration is the sign if there is a conscious aspiration it's probably the last birth after which you are bound to realize what you are aspiring for so the key of this yoga lies within us yet it is not easy to say that book is inside it opens as shobindra says it is also very difficult for the human mind limited in outer frames to say that he who has chosen the infinite has been chosen by the infinite now you see shobindra revolutionized the whole yoga ordinarily 
we go to a master and the master says aaja bachcha and then you know he gives a mantra and you feel ah master has called you know i am initiated i went to a master that truth is the other way that the master called how did he call how did he know he knows that's why he is the master he is not living in a separative consciousness we may be anywhere i have seen story of this um, equal one magazine nidananda um, somewhere far away in some island and suddenly you know he gets someone comes to visit and he leaves this book the mother and he reads it and life changes he will find a way because he knows that the time has come how does the master know that the time has come because we think master is sitting out there and i am here this is our uh, separate buddhi but where is the master the master of the yoga resides in the heart of every creature manavitanu ashritam is the eternal truth shri krishna speaks about it the upanishad speak about it again we forget but because we are not able to contact him inside he also comes outside it's easier to recognize somebody in flesh and blood but to make the mistake of believing that the master is limited by this body yesterday somebody asked a very interesting question yesterday was champakalji's birthday why why do we celebrate you know centenaries of great beings and birthdays observe birthdays of these people they have already gone people ask the same about madhavin shervindo so you have to explain that great masters beings of the caliber of champaklal nalnida pavitrada and this this is confirmed by the mother they never go away they act they are conscious on the other planes because we are unconscious of everything except our material life we believe that they are also unconscious when they die they die the natural way they come back and take a body the normal way it doesn't operate this is our law just like there are different laws in different domains and even in the same domain like now you have a helmet compulsory but imagine if the uh, you know the big man is going without a helmet who is going to stop him because different laws start operating at different levels if the prime minister comes it's a very different set of laws the roads will be blocked you have to go because that's how it operates so there is an ascending hierarchy of laws so masters don't operate the way we operate they don't die and are reborn ignorantly the way we do they are always conscious because they are conscious where we are not therefore they are masters therefore they can lead us through realms of which we are unconscious awaken us and show us that look here also i am here so many examples of mother and shubindo who used to come in people's dreams still they do and sometimes uh, people don't know i saw mother in my dream it means she has initiated us it means she is intervening in our life it means she is guiding us well why did she come one particular day because uh, we are unconscious so one or day she manifests so concretely masters do not limited because they are one with the divine divine is limited we have created a divine so again shubhendu speaks of the conception of the divine we have created a divine who is far 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 away in some plane beyond oh he is supramental and beyond but we forget that he is also within everyone the same who is up there shubhendu's beautiful poem god Oh, thou who pervadest all the worlds below, yet sittest above, master of all who work and rule, and no servant of love. So we have to understand this fundamental truth that the yoga is an inner journey primarily, and this journey is twenty-four-seven. Once it starts, 
it's a constant process just like when a person is in train then he may sleep but does the train stop it carries on it is a constant journey once the fire starts and that fire is the fire of aspiration yet just as it's difficult inside and not all are ready so there is something outside and outside we have a book we have one book two books different books so people often ask which book pick up the book to which you are drawn what may apply to me may not apply to somebody at the same time we must know that there are two kinds of books now shubhendra has added a third kind of book two kinds of books in yoga are one those which explain to us the philosophy or the metaphysics of a yoga for instance in shubhendra it is the life divine if one wants to understand the metaphysics somebody who has read all kinds of vedanta darshan and tantra darshan and everything buddhism and everything and he wants to understand the metaphysics then life divine another kind of books gives us the principles of the practice and that is the synthesis of yoga another kind of book is which gives us actually the practice so we have shubhendra's letters on yoga another kind of book which just reading it is a practice that is savitri because it's mantra vidya of course all works of shirbindo are mantra vidya so it's a mantrik vani every time we read so what happens when we read a book what is a book after all very often people don't understand that in this world everything is nothing but instrument of consciousness no action has its own meaning by itself action and event carry the meaning from the idea force that impels it the idea that is behind it and the force that impels it that's all any action in the world from the great mahabharata where there is a gori war to everyday life it is the idea that impels us to act and the force that uses to express itself so what is a book book is a vehicle of consciousness so if it is conscious vehicle of consciousness why do i want to receive it only through the mind why not through the heart so how do we receive a book and the consciousness within it through the heart when i open synthesis it's not oh it's a book of yoga and suddenly you know i become serious with my mind all all the pulps and with the mind comes all the vedanta darshan and this patanjali yoga sutras and raj yoga no that's not the way this is also shubhendu's love for me for us why would he write for shubhendu said i had no reason to write anything there is a very beautiful expression swanta sukhaya for the joy of creation sitting in i often wonder people don't even read such a treasure people have it in their houses yes nice nicely packed they don't even take the care to read shurbindu's books imagine shurbindu writing from night 10 o'clock till morning 6 under a kerosene lamp can we imagine those days or sometimes a small bulb which came later on and why was he writing all this it is not just to be kept in a cupboard so when we read you know when we read a letter it's very simple example you know when letters used to come school time now <laughs> email has finished that charm so the moment the postman came with a letter what was the response are kiski chithi hai so if the letter was from somebody loved you are in a hurry to open it what do you receive in the letter it's not about what is written in the letter it's about the person who has written and you come in contact and you feel happy i have used this technique when i was away in pune and parents wanted a letter every week so how do i manage every week so i would write for the whole month few lines and then you know every week i'll post it 
so it helped me when i went to pondicherry i gave it to a friend with pencil you know every week you post it cuz otherwise they will feel bad you know that i am going to pondicherry not coming to their place so what happened they were very happy that you know the letter has come it's not about what is written in the letter that's really not so relevant so similarly like the, the book like the synthesis the life divine it's a letter of shirbindo written to us and he will explain it's his consciousness so a book can be a tremendous power to unlock a door within if we use it as a means to come in contact with the consciousness it is the consciousness within the book and the consciousness within me which comes together the instrument is a book outside and the reading mind the eyes and the brain and the heart in the human instrument but all is a contact of consciousness with consciousness so this is the fundamental truth so the book is like that all shubhind of course takes it to a wide scale we did not enter into that that it could be this book it could be any book but to put it very uh, in a very in a nutshell which are the books from the past which are very helpful to make an entry into shubhind yoga he speaks of two things not in the synthesis but elsewhere he says those who have practiced the vedantic yoga it can really make an entry into shubhindu yoga like the upanishads isha upanishad is the basis of the life divine and second he says those who have read and practiced the yoga of the gita they can really make a wide entry into shubhindu's yoga so when we enter into yoga we are not asked what is your qualification sir i am a harvard university post graduate i have got this medal that medal okay stay outside and you say that sir i am an ordinary illiterate peasant but i have read the gita i try to practice coming so it is that the mother herself look at how her yoga can be done from a book she had we know about teo and all this mother's yoga is literally a yoga without a master incidentally she read the gita very poor translation as she says but all that she was told was you know krishna is within you and she says that she went like a storm and she realized the imminent divine then she became an adept in buddhist yoga again not initiated by any buddhist but adept in the buddhist yoga and how she would practice the yoga she describes one experience of her own life and this is something very amazing but she doesn't say her own life she says that lady <laughs> so she describes the experience of that lady who goes to a theater for a performance musical or probably some some play and she says she is sitting and behind her there is a man who is sitting it's a wonderful performance he's watching and this man also wants to watch but he is uh, not able to watch so freely because he is sitting in front she notices she doesn't say anything to the man but just slips a little sings a little in the chair and then she couldn't watch quite naturally but the man watched she said i got the happiness the joy of living this is yoga she gives number of examples of her life one example this time saying and therefore when she comes to ashram what does she been the right about her see, he says she was already an adept in the buddhist yoga and had mastered the yoga of the gita and of course the isha upanishad so yoga is like that every little thing this and as we lead life like that the inner veda begins to open because no book can ever contain every small thing people want to open a book and you know want to know now how can a book uh, say that you know if you have to choose for a career which career you should choose probably if you ask the divine you'll say 
doesn't matter. Go with the right at attitude. <laughs> or, as Shobindu puts in one of the aphorism, better to be a good shoemaker than to be an incompetent king. Will we follow it? So that's why everything is not written in the book. So it is a journey, a beautiful journey, very engaging journey, all the time which goes on. And the book is within. Every time we read, a door opens inside. When does it open? If we just carry this as an idea in the head, oh, this quote, that quote, then we will reduce it to a very narrow dogmatic formula. But if we use the book as a means to open the inner door, then we'll see so many layers and levels of truths are hidden inside. And as we read every time, we'll see a new meaning, a new sense appear. It's been the experience of people who have read. I know people, somebody who had read The Mother 40 times, that small book. And he said, now I began to understand a little. I know someone who has read Savitri 500 times. And he said, Ki, little, little, now I am enjoying it. This is the effort that is required. It's not about reading Savitri or something 500. It's not like a medal is going to be given. But the fact that one is willing, it doesn't matter any effort. So Shubhindu again makes effort very, very vast. He has liberated yoga from all the fixed codification and highly specialized techniques in which yoga tended to lose itself. Then everybody comes with his own brand of yoga. Little bit of uh, tweaking of the breathing and it becomes this brand of yoga. Even people may have, uh, you know, registered the yoga, integral yoga and divine life terms. And I was very surprised because I, uh, Cape Town, I was asked, invited to give a talk on, you know, the divine life by the Divine Life Society. And I was very surprised this Divine Life Society came from a very different master who ultimately spoke about the otherworldliness. So I didn't know where, what am I, what am I going, supposed to speak because it will upset everybody's whole ideas about divine life. Anyways, I spoke. So, this is how, it's not about patenting a word or this or that, it has its place, but it is a vast movement towards the divine where every small thing becomes a means to progress or a means to stagnate or a means to fall. These are the only three possibilities and it has nothing to do with outward events as it is to do with inwardly. So, as we start proceeding in this way, the book begins to reveal itself within. This book is outside. There is the inner book like that story of the bulletproof monk where at the end when the mantra is gone and the fellow says oh I've lost the mantra he says don't worry the real mantra is in my heart nobody can snatch it away so this book nobody can take it away then same way he reveals that the master is within us and by our love with the master see how is the master within us often people how do I discover the divine within very simple I often ask them have you fallen in love so people very hesitantly ultimately say yes because you know people keep denying this which is the <laughs> most common experience everybody goes through. So what happens when you are in love? You are all the time thinking of the person. That person is occupying a space within your being which is there all the time. So outer contact becomes a means of enriching an inner reality. It is not indispensable to the inner truth. If this can happen with human love, which is so fragile, so much tainted with the ego, desire, brief-lived, what can happen when one loves the divine? By the power of love, we identify with the object of love. And after some time, we begin to know, wherever we may go, 
she's with us. This happens. There is no process to it. It is like falling in love. How do I fall in love with the divine? Well, anybody in whose company we are all the time, we will fall in love. That is the story of Kutsa and Indra. The two are in company. So, after the Devasur Sangram, they are going up to their place. And Kutsa is asking some questions and Indra is replying. When they reach the gate, Kutsa has become like Indra. And even the people at the door are not sure. Whom to, who is this? Double Indra. Duplicate Indra. Then Sachi comes. Sachi is truth consciousness. She comes and says, yes, I know he is the original Indra. Because otherwise there will be confusion. <laughs> this is the transformed Indra. So when we, So what we have to do? We have to find ways and means to connect with her all the time. It may be through a book when we have some time. It may be through work. We are doing mother's work with this idea, not like, you know, my work, my ego, my ambition. Obviously, it's understood. It could be through simply smaran, her name. It could be through visit to the ashram. It could be meeting like sadhaks and shiravindo, name anando, jogi rajo, namo namo. Anything. It doesn't matter. There is no fixed person. It could be through meditation. It could be just inwardly imagining that the mother is there and her light is entering. Important thing is, when we try to spend our time and try to come in contact with the mother who is behind everything in every appearance. Initially, the appearance will strike us. But if we go deep, we want to go deep, then she will reveal herself. Then after some time, because we are in love, this is what is called being in love. So then after some time, she takes up, or rather she reveals herself. She was always there. And then she does something else also. She puts a little emanation of herself, which wants us, her. Before we know, she knows. So she says, okay, you want to go through this? Okay, fine. That's how destiny is operating. She will take you. You won't even know how things came and just wished past and went away. Because this is the way the master works. The master does not work through any of the fixed processes. We often think, oh, master is there, so now I am sick. I will pray to the master and he will cure me. What if he wants us to develop endurance? What he wants us to develop faith? What if he wants us to develop courage? What if that door is the door through which we must pass so that in future, big things appear to us small. Sometimes small difficulties, people who have not passed through difficulties in life and challenges. I had a very beautiful question from a little child today and it's an opportunity to answer. That why is it that I read Savitri, I pray to mother, still my pain doesn't go? Well, small pain, go through it. Big pains will appear nothing. Don't go through the small pains of life. Then later on, small little pain comes and we say, oh my God. So sometimes the divine mitigates big suffering by giving us something small. I remember when I had fallen on the beach. This is a real-time yoga. It's not about book. Don't read a book like that. Real-time yoga, when I had fallen on the beach, earlier there were rocks and suddenly I... It's a long experience, divine romance or romance with the divine. But let's forget that. But as I was climbing on the rock, rock, what happens when you are in that romantic state? It fell on the rocks. But I felt that somebody has broken my whole fall in a nice way, holding in hand like a flower and kept me on the rocks. And I was experiencing delight. But somebody was sitting on top, suddenly got alarmed and called and I went. But anyways, to cut this part is the leaving this aside, just then Chandradeep 
she was uh, walking on the seashore with uh, two persons and this sadhak who had uh, seen me said why don't you tell him your experience i had some experience there i said okay i didn't know him the only first and last contact with him so i met him and then i told him he said he had something and i shared with him something he said you know sometimes big problems are sorted out in small ways by the divine disclosure we say oh this problem who knows what was going to come my way i fell on the rocks better than falling from mountains like bhagat prahlad <laughs> so <laughs> divine also had to labor less he just held me and kept on the rocks if i fell from the mountains poor divine also will have to come like flying angel and do all this so the ways of the divine are not the way that the human mind and the ego prefers the ego always wants to see things which are comfortable to itself you know there was very nice uh, other day somebody was um, some great poets poem was it oscar browning or somebody he said that uh, everybody is critical of me so much from everywhere i hear my criticism that it seems that this world of full of pious men <laughs> everybody is criticizing me as if everybody is the most pious person now this is what his ways are that sometimes he will make you feel that everybody is cut off from your life and you wonder what kind of divine are you then he'll say wait 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 a second don't be impatient all around is night and he say oh my god i can't see anything he'll say look deeper I can't see. Arey, try to strain your eyes. Something is there. By then, you had three strings attached to you. They are also cut. Oh my God! Now it's a free, free, free fall and darkness. Look and see. Look and see. Look and see. And then you see. Ah, in the night, he has chosen to meet us because in the daytime, I am distracted with everything else. He has chosen to cut the strings so that he can show me what it means to be in his embrace because I was too busy. enjoying the puppet play of the strings of the forces so this is how the divine operates he doesn't operates according to the fixed method and technique if you are looking for fixed methods fixed techniques fixed ways of divine based on our mental ideas then we can forget about yoga in fact shobhita says it can be very dangerous if in search of miracle every time you know the divine who is always giving you whatever you ask for for all purposes we are still roaming in the vital world but sometime when the divine loves ask us of his chosen ones what did he do to draupadi and uh, and the five pandavas he didn't do this to the 100 kauravas or their wives dushala their sister he didn't do all this to them but the disclosure of the divine was to draupadi and not to dushala this is the difference he was a friend to arjuna and not to karna deep inside he is the universal lover and friend but consciously outwardly so arjuna the mighty warrior had to go through this this humiliation defeat draupadi born of fire see what happened when they were disrobing draupadi she became fire the fire that was covered under the cloak of humanity was suddenly unveiled and that fire destroyed the entire kuru clan and many other kshatriyas because she was born for that mission so actually he was reminding draupadi of her mission that don't be very happy with the five husbands and this indraprastha i'm going to snatch away everything so that you fulfill the work for which you are here so 
what should be in the reveals is that the master does not work according to our ideas if he were to do that he would not be master but another me so many times we think of the mother and master and we try to project our own ego image onto them oh mother will do always good and then next is as an underline you know like in small lines means he will always satisfy whatever my ego demands we don't say this so blatantly but we say you know mother will always do good acha karengi uske niche hota hai jo main chahunga waisa karengi so sometimes she reminds us look you didn't read carefully the script below <laughs> when you sign the paper oh i i sorry ma then now what acha hi karungi but my way not your way why because my way will put you on the highway and your way will take you far far away that's what we are always doing no run by the ego for lives where has it landed us look at civilization into the morass where we don't know where to go next so when we turn to yoga what is needed from us is complete faith and surrender complete faith shubhendra uses a word called kalyan shraddha even if the world is crashing to have the faith that all will be good why what is the basis of this faith that she is there the whole world may abandon us she will not the whole world may judge us she will not the whole world may condemn you she will not because she only knows one thing and that is love even her rejections even her punishments are not punishments even her rejections are not rejections but postponements even a punishments are not punishments but a grace so constantly the sadhaka's effort has to be three phases shubindu says effort has to be first to come in contact with the divine we spoke about that every time we read every time we think of the divine every time we take her name we are trying to come in contact manana then darshana nididhyasana then through all these means slowly slowly the divine begins to touch us this part that part doesn't matter which part duryodhana knew this secret that's why he said i will not give you a zameen land worth even a uh, you know needle point why because he knew you give needle point to krishna he'll end up taking everything he knew this the asura knew this give her a needle point ma 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 that's it and she will flood the whole consciousness in time and then after some time you'll say i i don't know where am i is only her 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 to say i will appear so absurd to use the word me and mine the way it is used you know generally of course you have to use a word for communication you can't say that atman <laughs> that is another kind of ego use the word i but the meaning is completely changed it's no more that i of that old consciousness so faith surrender is important courage is important through these we are because why courage because she'll take us through all the scenes of life yoga is not a easy journey who said it's an easy journey she have been the reminds us throughout no yoga is easy like french made easy or french without tears and the integral yoga the yoga of transformation is even more difficult because it's a change of nature but once the process starts go through it till the end so the the first step is to come in contact the second is the divine begins to enter us and now the transformation begins so what is transformation very nice we look golden ha ah, golden light is coming down suddenly my mind will become all intuitive 
my heart will be full of love universal love ah yes the heart will be full of universal love suddenly you will be in contact with somebody whom you most despise practice universal love with this person and you will have universal love suddenly we all have a good image see how transformation works the second step where the force begins to work she will raise parts which we didn't know we all have an image i am a very good person all others are bad guys you know from the next door neighbor to the prime minister and everybody but i am a good guy Still, see, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, wait a moment. <laughs> like gopis, she will snatch the robe of virtue. Then we'll hide under the water. Okay, still water is what world force. This is how the world is. I have to be like this. This, no, no, no. Step out. Then we'll step out in utter nudity, and then she'll say, "Now I'll give you a new set of clothes." So the second stage is when the divine force begins to work and the third is where there is no effort struggle because one is surrendered and she will work out through everything one is the complete faith and the abandon that whatever happens she will take us through that is when we enter this sandeep path so three stages again shobindo reminds how does the divine act in this yoga the master work says one is the word the instructions i think i did mention that the word is always limited we should read draw inspiration but we are not bound to a book it's not a book knowledge we are sadhakas of the infinite not of this book or that book there are so many things in life which can't be written in a book or even in all the letters because each life is unique so there is a unique path of everyone so to an extent one has to develop this plasticity and this veda should open from inside and the guidance must come from inside guidance is not like do this do that that's another mistake divine will be start you know you press a button on automaton and there will be a robots voice coming inside you have taken a wrong turn please swerve to the right it doesn't work like that that's how the human mind works and machines work he will say i know i know so he'll smile probably and in that smile the guidance is there he'll probably gently nudge you and you'll find are you have entered again back in <laughs> it is not the way human mind expects him to uh, you know act so the inner master the divine within the divine mother within rather when the synthesis was written the mother had not yet come and taken charge she had come but she had, you know she was on the way to japan so shubhendu used the word master but later on it's all about mother mother within and the shastra within she will start opening to the infinite and the disciples but how does the divine work one is through the book the instruction but you know people often say what books to read there is one kind of book which is missed out it is authentic good life inspiring life of shirbindu and the mother and therefore the next is example see how is it that people who read ramayana and the bhagavatam they also arrive at realizations of yoga the ramayana doesn't say as much as you know this uh, rama meets so many human beings even rama is known to be a brahmagyani but how did he realize brahman nobody says that how how was he what he was so it just when we read the life of rama it inspires us when we read the life of krishna it inspires us when we read the life of the mother and shirbindo it inspires us and we automatically begin to walk the path because you fall in love with them when you read small details of mother's life time is short so i am not entering into it and they are all mentioned read the life of madhavendra read about their relation with the sadhaks it's a bhagavat in its own right 
and it's a wonderful opening into direct example and finally by the influence how does the divine influence influence is not limited to the body in fact when mother was asked in 1972 tell us how is shurbindo's action now he says he has himself acquired a much more powerful influence over human beings how because he is not in the physical body and its limitations this is to answer those who say you know they are not precisely because they are not in the body this is earlier you would write a letter because he had to limit himself to the body then he has to reply many time people got the answer even without the letter but that apart most people waiting for the letter if the letter didn't come after two days again so at one place mother says but i already replied to you inwardly didn't you receive it and now she says now he, now that is gone you just go to the samadhi and tell shurbindo and he listens and he will reply to you simultaneously to many people see the physical body is limited no because physical body always you know you have two hands one will write but inner response will come to everybody so influence and this influence is something very powerful when mother spoke about the samadhi this is it's surcharged with the supramental vibration it's the shubhendran used the word central influence for the ashram it is the place of central influence so what we receive here you see enter the ashram go oh, where is the meditation course going on hari baba there is not even a recognized meditation hall sit anywhere you feel like some course something i am ready to give money no 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 money doesn't work here you can put it in the hundi so something we want to know are just go be near the samadhi what do i do now nothing just be there what happened what will happen influence will happen i know of a person who who would come near the samadhi there's so much she has written about the samadhi but one person i know the oh, samadhi why should i standing like this suddenly this person felt like touching the samadhi maybe because others were doing or some and this lady she now in the ashram she touched she said i can't lift my head out for half an hour she just couldn't dissociate with the samadhi what had started happening so it's a field of tremendous vibrations the divine doesn't act according to physical body and its limitations it's our buddhi but the divine buddhi is vriddhi <laughs> silent influence you see in the upanishad it is written i saw a wonderful scene today i saw a young guru and an old disciple and the guru spoke nothing and the disciple understood everything silent influence and shrubindo always said that's much more powerful than the instruction yet because we cannot be so receptive therefore he wrote all the books also so this is where we have to understand the ways of working of the master and then have that utsah we should want it's a wonderful journey why people enter into complaining grudging are what is happening in my life are you wonder you are on a ship which is carrying you to a new world we should be excited about it not excited in the vital way but it's such a wonderful journey look at the goal towards which we are going it's so beautiful when one comes to for instance pondicherry old time i often used to give this example you are this we don't know where it is garmi hoga sardi hoga then you know you land up in madras you don't know the language the kuli will fleece you you don't know which bus you get into the wrong bus everything possible but at the end what happens guest house you're all you know setting in all this at the end of the day when you reach the samadhi you say ah arrived that's the end of the story look at the goal this is called utsah 
that's where I have to go. Not the events and of the way. This should not tie us for long. Events are events, circumstances, situations. But the goal towards which we have to go. That is the disciples who saw. Finally, most important, however much the utsa may be, and the grace is of course constantly there, you must allow time. So people often wonder what is time about. Time is like put a seed into a soil and you say, what seed is it? So the farmer says it's a big banyan tree. Okay, you'll come next day and say, where is the banyan tree? <laughs> He'll say, wait, it'll take some time. So, okay, after one week, where is the banyan tree? It'll take some time, I told you. After one month, where is the banyan tree? Sorry, banyan tree is probably not put like a seed, you know, it's put like a sapling. <laughs> Course correct. But many things like that, no? Every day we want to monitor. It's like saying when a baby is conceived in the womb, you say, I want to see the baby, I want to see the baby. And when the baby is born, you know, when Buddha was born, he will become either a Chakravarti Samrat or a great yogin. Did the next day Buddha became a either? Buddha had to go through his own challenge. It's a real time journey. Why? Because these, why are they necessary? Time is necessary to prepare us for that. It's a field of play of forces, circumstances through which we move. What is the path? Path is at once within and without. Every circumstance, situation, event of life, every person we meet and do not meet, open a door, help us in the journey depending on how we look at it. If we are egoistic, if we resist, time will, still it is decided that you will arrive. So what happens if we resist? We will keep complaining, I turn to God and look, calamities have fallen upon my life. Ask God's viewpoint, he says, yeah, yeah, that's how I treat, you know, you are dear to me. <laughs> so, so, we must allow time. So, how to use time best? Shabindu puts it very beautifully. Patience. To learn to wait is to put time on your side. This waiting is not inertia. When we do an effort and then wait for its time, then the disclosure comes faster. But when we are over-eager, over-eager is ego. I am doing meditation, what is going to happen to me? Two days, two months, two years, people give lifetimes. You know the story of that man, Sri Aurobindo recounts, Sri Ramakrishna Paramahans story also, that there are two yogis, one is the Jnana Yogi and the, karma, the Bhakti. And Narada is going, he says, please, I am modifying the story to make it short, not he has to go to Shiv Sagar. You have a hotline connection, please ask God when we like. I have the realization, both of them ask. And Narada picks up, dials number one, one, one only, Shri Sagar. And then Shri Sagar responds, comes, this fellow, okay, this Tapasvi, no, after three lives he will get it. For you three lives, three lives of Tapasya? Ah, let me go and enjoy this life. Other two lives. Anyways, I'll get after three lives. No. So he goes away. The bhakta. Oh, tell him as many leaves on the tree, that many lives he will take. As many leaves on the tree, that many lives. Is it my Lord has said that he will meet me after so many lives? Oh, Hari will meet me. He is so ecstatic and dances in joy that the divine comes then and there. He said, but you said so many lives. He says, yes, I make rules, I break rules. 
I am the eternal creator of rules and I break my own rules. He enjoys it. That's his freedom. We have to grant him that, no? Why should he be bound? He chooses to be bound. But he is always free and infinite. So when we learn to trust the divine and surrender, we put time on our side. Which means patience, perseverance, dhira, as the word puts it in. Apramatta, that's how yoga has to be practiced. Without getting into all kinds of, you know, false ideas. Oh, I'll get it. Let it take time. But it doesn't mean that the aspiration should not become intense. It should be intense, but without impatience. In fact, the more time it takes, the aspiration becomes more and more intense. Till a time comes when suddenly every veil is torn. So these are the four eights. As I said, I don't, uh, I mean, I've just, I'll just read two sentences because some way to come in touch. Ah, okay, this we can read. We had read about the uh, teacher of the integral yoga, instruction, example and influence. At the end he says something very beautiful. How does Shurabindu deal with us? It's very interesting. You know, we want to, mother people would put on the pedestal. Shurabindu has changed everything. He said, oh, I see, you want to put me on a pedestal like a guru. But you know, I am much more comfortable to be the universal mother of all. What he has changed? What a change? What is the difference? Guru, there is a distance. Guru is on a pedestal. I am down below. I can't tell the Guru that, Guru, I did this horrible thing. Guru will say, I have given you a technique, go and meditate. Rest is your karma. But to a mother you can say, Ma, I fell in the mud. Come. She will take out the super divine rin, soap and undress us. Give us a nice scrub in the bath. She used to say, bath of the Lord. Clean us dry, not dry cleaners. She can do that also. By dry cleaning, she irons out all the knots. And then she will give us a new clothes. Okay, go. Again, you come back, ma, again, mud. Okay, come. Thousand times she says, you fall in the mud and she will clean you. If you have that, because she is the mother. Sometimes she may be a little bit, see, I told you this, but again. So, and it shall also be a sign of the teacher of the integral yoga that he does not arrogate to himself guruhood in a human, humanly vain and self-exalting spirit. Please be very, very careful of all gurus who are abrogating guruhood. I am the guru of the integral yoga. Okay, this is not my statement. I am saying that, you know, you hear it. <laughs> Please stay away. Caution from my side. Too dangerous to, be, to go near such gurus. Guru never says I am a guru. Sun does not declare I am sun. You know, I can burn you, I can scorch you, I can give. Sun is happily smiling, rising on the horizon. You receive or you don't receive. It's okay. So, does not abrogate. He doesn't come with advertisement. So and so. You realize so many things. He teaches a method where you will realize. No. His work, if he has one, is a trust from above. He himself a channel, a vessel or a representative. He is a man helping his brothers. Even the divine, he becomes a human being so that he can give his perfect example. A child leading children. He can be like a child. Mother would play with us like a child. Child leading children. A light kindling other lights. An awakened soul, awakening souls at highest. A power of presence of the divine calling to him other powers of the divine. 
This is so Hamas mean the true sense. When we go to divine and say, I am so and so no, you are a portion of me. But I don't know it. Yes, that's what I am here for. And as we move, trusting him, surrendering to him, he re- he makes us realize that who we truly are, the goal, the purpose, the way, and the change takes place rapidly. That is the last stage of the yoga. And everything that has been prepared and ready, suddenly there is a assembling of all the different parts and the transformed being is ready to act in the world on a new basis and in a new way. Namaste. We have five, ten minutes, so please feel free to ask questions. Yes, and, and some of the processes we will discuss tomorrow, uh, day after tomorrow because that's when we'll discuss the processes. Today I focused on the four eights because that's an important chapter in the synthesis and I have approached from that angle. But some of the process that we use in the yoga, uh, when we work, when we meditate, when we uh, you know, love the divine, leading us towards perfection, what this perfection is, that we'll speak of day after tomorrow. Okay? Yes, please. Yes, so that's what in the end I was mentioning. Aspire intensely but without impatience. So impatience brings ego into the effort. Impatience implies a lack of trust in the grace. Impatience uh, implies that the surrender is not complete. So we must understand there is something we have to do and something the divine has to do. To put in very simple terms. What is in our hands? to put in our effort and it should be done with as much sincerity as we can command at a given point of time knowing that this is nothing compared to the way it is going to grow. So this sincerity itself will grow over a period of time. So ever ready, ever vigilant to you know take help from whatever we can constantly grow. But about the results of the yoga, about what we will realize is entirely the divine's problem, it's not our problem. As this, uh, we used to I counsel children that, you know, they say, what will be the result? So, yoga of the Gita has primes us regarding it so beautifully. Do your bit, don't worry about the result, because anyways, it's not in our hands. The result is, because that even in ordinary result in an exam, is not in our hand. I may have done all the best preparation and yet there may be a mental block or so many things. Or maybe in spite of that, the examiner may suddenly feel, you know, I think he, the fellow knows but he has mixed a few steps. So, so many variables are there. Now, this is a small thing like, uh, you know, Sachin Tendulkar plays and he may be out for a duck. So, result is something which is determined by a whole complex play of forces, which is what time is. Many times, and it is noticed by many people, we aspire. I, I mean, it's, it's like a cycle. You are aspiring, aspiring, aspiring and nothing really is happening. Suddenly, after some time, unexpectedly things begin to happen. That's because this aspiration was like a little drop of water, drop of water till one day suddenly the tank is full. So this is how we have to understand the process that it's not a mathematical process where we have put in something and it comes out uh, immediately. It may happen like that if the tank is already full then a drop is enough to spill it over. But more or there is a major event like a stone falls then again it will spill. <laughs> so, so sometimes we are aspiring and most unexpectedly, when we think we are least really practicing the yoga, suddenly results will come. This also happens. So we have to understand that the way the results are determined in this uh, yoga 
is not the way the human mind or our human calculation. Sometimes we meet an insurmountable difficulty, seemingly. And we think we have lost everything. And it is the last step, as he says so beautifully, a step and all is sky and God. Cross it over and you discover that one has really progressed with a big leap. So that's why one has to just steadily keep applying the effort if small difficulty, big difficulty, small challenge, big challenge, whatever it is. Apply the effort steadily and eventually there will be a time when this effort will become ripe and there the fruit will come. Now depending on what is the fruit which is being prepared. And the mother says that premature asking for a fruit is like, you know, people want to feel good. Now what is the problem with that? That no, I want a 10-day course which will make me feel good. So, you know, when you put a mango tree seed and the mango tree comes so when the mango is kacha and you want to pluck it then what happens you can make only achar out of it or enjoy the khatta keri but if you wait then the real ripe mango will come so this quick feel good factor doesn't operate we should learn to wait and not pluck the kacha keris what is plucking the kacha keri suddenly you have some experience and you feel ah I've got something Many of these feel-good movements, why I'm so much against it and people often ask me, what is wrong, 10-day course? They kill the aspiration. Precisely because in 10 days you feel very good, then you come back and ah, it is very nice. Then again you go back after one year, waiting for that and you are doing this practice. So actually it stifles the aspiration and puts into a straight jacket. Whereas when we know that there is a season for everything and that season we have to wait. So in life there is a season and we learn everything, as I said, the Vedas is there uh, in creation. So we must wait for the right season for the results to come forth. And the longer it takes, that means a better mango, langadam is being prepared <laughs> rather than just some artificially ripened mangoes. If mangoes are coming in the market too soon, with, before the season, know that they are artificial. Isn't it? I'm not a housemaker, but I understand this much logic. But when they come in season, then you say, ah, now it is a good mango. Isn't it? Am I wrong? Yes, right? No. So, we don't want artificially prepared mangoes. We want the real one, the natural ones. Uh, so, the season is to be respected. And the season will change for everybody. Somebody in a young life, young age, have many experiences because they are prepared in the past life. This journey is not of one life. So, we must understand. Sometimes we may be preparing for another movement in another, another life. That's the beauty of rebirth. So it's not like one life is only given to us. One life may be only for the thirst. And the second life we are born with water pouring from everywhere. And we may wonder why is so much Amrit pouring? Well, you thirst, you died thirsty, you know. You died with thirst on your lips. I don't know, but I remember. I wanted you to taste thirst. And now I will make you taste Amrit. So that's how it is. When we go through thirst, then we value Amrit. Even ordinary water is Amrit. When we don't have thirst and Amrit is given, we say, is it dirty? That's how we are. So this is a preparation. Time is needed to prepare us. This is in brief. About, yeah. Also because the divine has to take into account everything, every human being in contact with us. If one person shifts Everything and everybody connected with the person shifts. So he is not like an arbitrary monarch. Oh, you want yoga? Okay, fine. Done. Everybody connected with me now has to be taken into considerations. That's why there was an old saying. I have seen it with mother. And it's so true. One person sincerely taking the path. 
many others connected with the person start getting affected and influenced the pressure starts there are sometimes families and generations the story of bhagirath is that that tapasya starts with sagar and you know fructifies with uh, bhagirath so we must put in the efforts and leave the rest to the divine his job very difficult job by the way and best is to leave it <laughs> to the wise wise one <laughs> who is there let us play on the way with the divine he is playing as a child at the end the child will grow into the wise one and show us and by then or probably make us into a child and we discover the joy was in the journey the delight and not so much in getting and he makes us grow playing tennis people have grown with the mother so we'll play we won't even know that the changes happened and people will notice around us yeah sorry yes good evening yes exactly what we were discussing now the smile of love that sanctions the long game it is the love which knows that the longer the journey through pain struggle but eventually what is going to come out will be a most beautiful things look at creation now we appreciate oh wonderful sky studded with stars and all these billions of years and then of course the supramental creation but in the beginning it was decided but if human beings have to create something they want you know project hasten it what they will create something very transient temporary which will perish with time look at the pandavas going through all the difficulties but pandavas are immortalized in the history of at least india and the history of the world so that is the smile of love that sanctioned for them the long game they were not made the prince immediately every time they were made the prince the kingdom was snatched but who was behind that snatching of the kingdom the smile of krishna so it is the smile of love that sanctions the long game so we have to learn to trust when we trust then eventually the disclosure will be granted so that's what we are talking about yeah. thank you thank you thank you 